own character. Hello, <laughs> and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Ball and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick. How's it going, my friend? Pretty good, Jeff. How are you? I am well. I am well. Um, if I'm just going to right off the bat, kind of let everybody know, uh, the, my next door neighbors are having some work done. So if you hear hammers pounding and stuff like that, that's where that sounds coming from. But I think I've got doors and everything else kind of shut. So we'll hopefully not be an issue. But if you hear anything, that's what it is. So I promise I'm not like got the nervous leg thing and it's hitting the table or anything which would normally probably be the case <laughs> but hooray for shock mounts and you don't have to worry i don't have to worry about that as much yeah. uh, even though this will make coffee number three for today but uh, really one and a half really one and a half because i didn't finish my first one because it i made it before i dropped the kids off and then on the way back uh I was like, Dutch Brothers sounds really good. I've gotten hooked on this drink called Caramelizer. I'm not huge into caramel, but I tell you what, I'm hooked on this drink. It is so good. And so, uh, yeah, I grabbed on, on grabbed one on the way home and ended up drinking that. And then by the time I went to go back to my other one that I didn't pay for, <laughs> uh, it was like, it, it was too lukewarm. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll just make a fresh one. So I guess this is two and a half. Something like that. One and a half, two and a half. Doesn't really matter. It's insignificant. But yeah, um, nice, beautiful day here. Uh, my my brother and his family got a dusting yesterday up in Erie, Pennsylvania. So for those that don't know, that means like they got some snow, that, but enough to like cover the ground, but not like... They had to dig their snowblowers back out of the shed or anything kind of thing. Rushing to the grocery store to stock up. Uh, Here in Nashville, they still would have. But just at the threat of it, here we are. Uh, Yeah, they, my sister-in-law said they're blaming it on their neighbor that still has a Christmas wreath on their door. While everybody else has the Easter things put away. I said, well, that's. I said, I think they just like happier times with Jesus and not the sad times. <laughs> That's what right. I'm guessing. So, it's you know, festive. <laughs> yeah, they're they're definitely trying to do that year round thing. Yeah. Um, they don't want to yeah. do it. They just want to leave it up like, eh, we'll just leave it year it's round. Just a, it's just a wreath. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. <laughs> Here comes <Dust>. the snow. <laughs> yeah. That's mad. Just go over there, that door, just grab, rip it off, put it on the track. Put it, toss it in the trash for trash day. <laughs> Feel like I don't know what happened to it. Strong wind. Yep. Crazy. Yeah, craziness. It's that Lake Erie breeze. It's that breeze coming off the lake. It's no joke. Cut right through it. Indeed. Um, but yeah, man, uh, we had a pretty good week. Uh, last Monday, York tested for his green belts at his at Krav Maga, Nashville Krav Maga. Um, and he tested and no problems whatsoever. And then right after York's testing, Grayson had her first class because she's, they finally started a, an age group. I think it's five to seven, 
well, they started an age group for, in which she could finally take it instead of doing it on the sidelines while her brother takes class. So right. when she so she got her white belt because, you know, that's what you start with. And uh, she's all kinds of excited. She still has dance Tuesday, Wednesday. So she's only able to take it once a week. But I guess after May, when, you know, when the recital or dance recitals over, we'll probably get in there for twice a week. So, so she can move up and, you know. Like a brother, but she's loving it so far. It's just her and another girl. So watch out. Watch out. Uh, other than that, yeah, no, man. Great week. We took uh, <clears throat> Friday, York. No, yeah, Friday. Uh, York and I, along with uh, one of his carpool uh, friends, uh, Cole, and his dad joined us, and we went to see the Batman in okay. I, in IMAX. Right. How was that? I man, I have not been to the IMAX in many a year. <clears throat> I I was trying to think the last time I've been to one. Ruth was trying to tell me we, I've been more recent than The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> and I honestly don't think I have though. Yeah. I think uh, me, my buddy James, uh, Jason, and Chad went see Dark Knight Rises, and I think that's the last time I've been there. Before that, uh, Ruth and I saw Top Gun in 3D, IMAX 3D, uh, for its like 25th or 30th anniversary. Yeah. So, and that's the last two times I remember going. Um, if I've been since then, I sh- sure don't remember it. But it was amazing. Everybody loved. Everybody loved it. Everybody loved the movie. York has finally started started reading The Long Halloween, which I gave to him six months almost a year ago six to nine months ago probably and uh, so he's finally started reading that after seeing the movie and me telling him that or telling him and everybody else that they kind of borrowed some inspiration took some inspiration from that storyline as well as batman year one and a couple others zero year and a couple other uh trades or storylines so yeah uh but the to me, my favorite part was when you were first introduced truly to the Batmobile and it starts up. I felt that in my chair, like my chair was shaking. I was like, damn, am yeah. I in 40X or IMAX? Because <laughs> I, right. I, it was rumbling. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, like, this may be standard, but we're going to give you some. <laughs> man. And then Good just emergency. that. And that car chase in IMAX was just the best. Yeah. It, I mean, the it was beautiful to see in IMAX, and I was so glad that I did. And it was such – it's still – I mean, my opinion for that movie has not changed. It's probably only grown more as to uh, how much I really like it. Yeah. And they have released a deleted scene. I have not posted it because I don't – it's out there. If you want to find it, you'll find it. But there is a deleted scene in which the Batman uh, goes to Arkham to talk to the Joker. Because <clears throat> he need, he's basically pulling a Clarice and Hannibal Lecter scene, more or less. Yeah. Trying to get more information on the Riddler and where, where he's at and all that. And I just... I, I like what they did as far as the character design of the Joker for this. I just don't think it's needed. I think we need some time away from the Joker. Yeah. I mean, 
it seems like I don't know why they feel like every iteration of Batman, whether it's a movie or or TV, because Gotham did the same thing, mm-hmm. that they need a Joker. You don't. You don't. There's so many people in Batman's rogues gallery that you can choose from right. to focus on. And I was fine with it at the very end that they kept in. But this deleted scene, as cool as it was to see the fact that he's scarred up and like his hair is not like perfect. It's kind of sporadic yeah. due to him falling in the acid, yeah. which is what would actually happen. You'd either lose your hair or it would just you would it would be patchy like and he's just got so many like scars and everything and his teeth are all jacked. I mean, that is a great interpretation. I just don't need to see it. <laughs> like I just like I I'm I love how they did it. I just don't we don't need another Joker right now. I think we need some focus on some other things. There are other characters I would love to see them do a use for cuz you know they're going to make a sequel. Yeah. They should either use Hush just do not watch the animated movie because it doesn't do the graphic the graphic novel justice. I would love to see them use Hush because that's one that's a little more grounded and that would fit perfect in that reality. Uh, or do the Court of Owls, which is what I where I thought they were going with this anyways. Yeah, that would also work absolutely perfect in the storyline, especially with where this is going. But. We don't need Joker. We, we just don't. Not, I mean, just take a break. <laughs> just yeah. put him on, put him on the bench for a little bit. He'll be fine. Yeah, especially you know, since we had the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. Like, if that had never come out, cool. But and then you know, everybody's feeling about Jared Leto's version. Yeah. And then the Justice League, where they brought him back for that. It's like, yeah, it's 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 break time. <laughs> yeah. We just yeah, it's that. yeah, and. It's, People are going to wind up having Joker fatigue. <laughs> it's just, just like. Yeah. And uh, I did see they cashed. Uh, I can't think of his name. He played Castiel on Supernatural. They cast yeah. They ended up casting him to play uh, Harvey Dent or Two-Face for the Gotham Knights TV series that they're going to do on CW. I'm not sure what all is going to be. What all is gonna like? Which characters are all gonna be involved in that series? Yeah, I just I as soon as they said the CW, I kind of went oh, because I would rather it be on HBO Max <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Any DC, pretty down. much any DC series should be on HBO Max at this point. Yeah, it's just gonna wind up being better. It'll give them more room to do things. True, but oh well, they're not asking me, so here we are. But all that to say, how are you doing? <laughs> enough, enough about everybody else. How are you? Doing all right. Um, going back to the IMAX. I think the last movie I saw in IMAX was just the first one. Um, <clears throat> I think it was the Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Oh wow! Yeah, and um, it's like that was like the first date me and my ex had. She was uh-huh. late, talking to the manager. It was like, hey. You know, we don't have any more tickets for the time you're going to, but we'll go ahead and upgrade your tickets to IMAX for this. I'm like, cool. Then yeah. it showed the um, uh, Dark Knight Rises preview. We had the Bane scene where you could hardly hear what he's saying. Right. You know, before they fixed it. 
And um, yeah, that was the last time I watched a movie in IMAX. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's a good one to go to though, because yeah. that, that really any Mission Impossible would be a good one to go to. Because man, true, Oof. that's true. But I'll be taking um, actually after we record, I'm take Kyla to see the Batman this afternoon. Oh, so awesome! She's excited. She's been wanting to see it. We didn't get to go last week, and then yeah. she's just been waiting. She's excited. She's she's a big yeah. Batman fan. That's girl after my own heart. Yep. She'll absolutely love it. She yep. needs to borrow anything to read. I've got her covered. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Although she, I'll put her on the wait list for a long Halloween because York's going to finish reading it. And then uh, Dean, the other parent that went with us, uh, mm-hmm. wants to read it after. So but I'll put her on the, I'll put her on the, put her on the hold list at the, at the whole library. <laughs> Queued up. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's been, been good. You know, she's off spring break this week, so awesome. I'm off this week also. Cool, cool. So, some just, you know, folks ask, what you going to do? Just staycation. A whole lot of nothing. Yep. Yep. I think it, <laughs> not, not all of us have to go out to California, you know. <laughs> I'd like, some, to, cause some, I'd like yeah, to. Some of us would like to just stay here. I tell you <laughs> what, we'll, you get to come with us the next time because we're sorry trying to plan our second trip out there. We'll just, we'll just drag you along too. Come on. Definitely in a big old suitcase. No, nah, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll put Grayson yeah. in the suitcase. She'll fit better. You have her ticket. <laughs> <laughs> she already tried climbing. It's like, Grayson, I bet you'd fit in. I want to try it. I'm like, no, because you'll end up ripping it already, and we haven't even left yet. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, she would probably fit under the 50-pound weight limit, too. <laughs> give, her, give her a couple oxygen tanks and yeah. some food. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but but yeah, it, it it's awesome. Uh, uh, so let's go ahead and do TV first before we delve into the Oscar wrap up here. All right. Uh, so something I didn't bring up last week that we went we kind of breezed through at the house. Um, is on Netflix, there's a new show called Is It Cake? It is a very simple show. It is not, well, no, I'll go ahead and pun intended. It's a fluff show. <laughs> it's very light and airy, um, yeah. but also very sweet. Yeah. There we go. That's about all the analogies I can think of. Anyways, it's a lot of fun. It's like eight episodes. It's a competition cake show, but not in, not in a way that you've... Mm, seen any other competition show uh, Mikey Day from Saturday Night Live hosted which is awesome because I like him he's one of my of this cast he's one of my favorites um, yeah. and he, uh, he he has these group of competitors that come on and you have you have to guess like they'll, they'll have five podiums that'll turn around or that this wall that'll turn that'll turn around on this turntable thing, and they'll have five podiums with different items. Four out of the five are not cake. One of them is, and you have to decide which one you think is cake and which one you think is real. It is not as easy as it looks. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. It sounds like well, that seems fairly simple. Like it's not. Let me tell you why. The MVP of the show 
mm-hmm. is not the is not the bakers. <laughs> it's not the host. It's not even the judges. It's the lighting guy. Mm. The person that's in charge of lighting is the MVP of the show because it's how he it's how they decide to choose how to light each item. Mm-hmm. It's very kind of it's not like super bright. It's fairly dim. And so when you look at it, I mean, it looks like it's I mean, it's lit like a presentation, like you when you put something on a podium, but it's not like a white light. It's like a different color light. Yeah. So. It uh, makes it a little bit harder and you're not up close. You're at least, you know, you're like 30 feet away. So you're looking in, you're kind of trying to lean in to see which one you think it is. And it uh, <laughs> it is. It is something, um, but it is fun to watch because. So basically the three people that get it right or so, you know, go on to bake. Everybody else sits on the bench and watches and then they rotate through. And then basically at the end you have one, you have one winner and one, you know, you have one winner and then the winner goes on to the next, uh, to at the very, I'm getting ahead of myself. The three bakers bake, bake something and then to fool the judges and then they'll and then basically the props people will get four you know four other things that are actually real of what they're making okay and then they have three judges that then come on they don't know what they're about to look at they've not watched them bake they haven't watched any of this it's mm-hmm. basically a blind which one do you think is cake and so there's three different rounds because they you know round for each bake baker and the three judges are like you know, most of them are trying to figure out which one it is. And then they end up yelling and somebody just yells a number and cause they've only got 20 seconds to figure mm. out which one it is. And so they, so more or less, it's like under pressure, just pick a number because, <laughs> cause they're, you know, they got a short amount of time and a couple of times I think they probably went over, but they are like, well, what are you going to do? You know, yeah. not going to not pick a number. Um, in editing. Yeah. <laughs> But it it was interesting because they they didn't get a whole lot of them right. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you that. And so basically, if the judges are not able to pick the right one, that is cake. That baker goes on to the final round mm-hmm. to decide whether or not the or no. Then they had the taste test afterwards. So if uh. Say they don't guess any of them right. So they taste all three cakes. And then they decide which one they think tastes the best. As well as how well it was presented. And then that person is the winner. And then the winner goes on to the bonus round where they then decide where they then are given two podiums. One is cake, one is cash. So it's like a money bag with like money sticking out. But one's cake and one's not. So you have to pick the one that's not cake, wow. which seems easy. Again, none of this looks easy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead because they are these bakers are brilliant artists in their craft and do amazing work. And so they. So it's very difficult to but it's fun because everybody that's watching it with you, it's a good one to watch with other people. Because yeah. you all can get in trying to guess and see who's right and who's not. And so, you know, me, Ruth and Grace and all three of us were watching this trying to figure out which one's cake. And 
you know, some of us got it right, some of us got it wrong, you know. But yeah, it's it's just a fun show to watch. It's a great family show, you know. So I definitely recommend it. it's like eight and it's you know, then uh basically the two bakers that baked the previous episode will not bake the next one. If that makes sense, because they were just on it. So they'll yeah. choose two more to get into the rotation. Or, you know. So it's pretty cool how they do it. And then at the end it's the final episode for the for the championship and grand prize and all that. So it's pretty awesome. It's like I said, it's only like eight episodes, and I think they're only like thirty minutes. Because again, it's not like a baking show where you you watch them like the focus is them baking. Like yeah. it shows them baking and trying to create stuff, but that is not the primary. That is not the thing that takes up the most time, I guess. Does that makes sense. Present, presenting everything. Yeah, it's more choosing. about it's more about the actual competition of what has already been made. Yeah, but they want to show you. You know, they want it, but they still want to show you, show the audience the process of them making it and what their design was and all this stuff. But it's not, it doesn't take up the majority of the time, like say like Top Chef or Nailed It or, you know, one of those other shows. Um, But yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. If you haven't watched it yet, it's on Netflix and definitely worth, definitely worth it. So is it cake? Uh, you watch anything else? Well, we, you and I, both watched Halo yeah. on the Paramount Plus. So, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so you know, I was talking about having issues with the app a, while, a yeah. couple episodes back, and then yeah, I'm like, they better get it working because they got Halo coming out and new season Picard. So, a lot of people primarily watch on the app, so they got to get together. And of course, about a couple of days out before these premiered. My app started working. It's about time. Yeah, I'm like, well, it's been a month or so. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've never played Halo, so I'm only familiar with like reviews and yeah. gameplay video, and so I don't know how accurate or how well it's being adapted from the game. But I was, I liked it, like the action, some point, and there was one thing that happened that I wish they could have maybe waited on, but I get why they did mm-hmm. it. But um. Yeah, I was. I'm, I'm curious where the next episode goes. Yeah, I played Halo one time. Was I still in the police academy? I might have still been in the police academy in 2004, 2005, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, came back home to Springfield for a visit. Went over to my friend Aaron's house, and he uh, and they, him and Mike, and them were my two buddies. Uh, were playing it, and I played it there. So other than that, I've never at, since that night have not played it since because it's on Xbox and I didn't have an Xbox. I had PlayStation, so right. didn't have an Xbox till you work out one. Still haven't played Halo since. Yeah. <clears throat> now I could because we have Game Pass, so they've got the new one and all that stuff. But I'm like, eh, I'm good. But I watched it anyways. I too enjoyed it. Uh, a lot of great stuff that I recognize from the game. Uh, that made it into the show. Uh, curious where the show, the story itself is going. Um, because again, like you having no idea really much about what the storyline is in the game. I mean, I know a lot of it is kind of like overwatch, which is just like a lot of shooting and multiplayer 
Uh, see, I'm terrible. Sound like such a noob. But yeah. basically, there's a lot of you know multiplayer gaming, or kind of like Call of Duty too. It's just a you know you're just playing against other people, just shooting and trying to accomplish a goal. But I don't know if there's an actual story mode or not. Um, yeah. Probably should have brought somebody on that knows more. Yeah, good on me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll try and get somebody with more knowledge on here. <clears throat> but yeah, it so far it's good. Uh, effects are good. Action's good. Um, few characters seem a little stiff, but I don't know if they're supposed to. Yeah. That make, like their acting seems a little stiff, but I don't know if that's just because that's their character and that's how they're supposed to be, or if okay. they just that's just their acting. Um, yeah. But but not enough that it took me out of the show. I've been. I mean it. Yeah, it does what it's supposed to do. There's a lot of shooting and aliens and yeah. Master Chief and the costume or their outfits are on point, though. I mean, it looks just like the game and any other thing I've seen a Halo character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it looks just like it's so. I mean, the likeness is very well done. Yeah, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm curious. To, but... I was just going to say, I'm curious to see where it go, where they go with this. Yeah, but I, was, I was liking how I didn't waste too much time. It really got into it. It's like, you're here for the Halo shooting. Here we go. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I did, I don't know, I did kind of feel... I don't know, I was thinking about the Mandalorian a lot. A lot yes, <laughs> I was same. watching it. Same. But, you know, it's not It's not the fault of the series. It's just, that's the most <clears throat> recent thing. And um, how I was talking, I'm like, that's, that's, that is Master Chief's voice. Yep. That's how he kind of talks. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm-hmm. eh. But um, outside of that, you know, I still I'm still willing, you know, watch the series as it goes. Yeah, I mean, for us, that's what our frame of reference is because that's what we know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's where because I was kind of the same way. And I'm like, oh, we so we have a human instead of a little green guy. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, this will be interesting. I wonder where this is going. So. Yeah. yeah uh, but that's yeah, but I'm gonna keep watching because it's entertaining yeah because moon knight doesn't come out till wednesday so true so <laughs> i'm gonna need something else till then so. yeah and um as far as what i've been watching i caught up with the walking dead season 11 and because i have um amc plus i was able to watch through to next week's episode and so that that's the episode before the mid-season finale, which will be the second mid-season finale, since they're splitting up into three parts, 24 episodes, so this is the next set of eight. <laughs> Jesus. But this season is <laughs> probably one of the better seasons that they've had in recent years, so at least that, at least it's got that going for it. It's, it's yeah. very, very intense. You know, you're not sure where things are going. The character development's better, much better. And um, the most recent episode kind of had a twist that i didn't see coming so i was like all right all right keep him keep me on my toes but um yeah so next week is episode 15 and then the week after that will be the mid-season finale and it probably won't be back on to a fall of 2024 oh <laughs> <laughs> who knows we're gonna, gonna drive stretch to... it out we've <laughs> got eight out every little got... drop <laughs> how come it took 20 years to make eight seasons <laughs> ah, marketing. We just gotta just yeah. ring out as much as we can. Yeah. 
Um, then I caught up on the most recent episode of Bel Air, which this okay. so this show is this season's been very consistent. Um, okay. Like I've thought less and less of the original outside of some characters kind of sounding like gotcha. some people. And then um, this one is I think next week. The one this week will be the finale for the season. So I'm curious how they end it. Um, Atlanta season three just started, so I watched the first two episodes of that. Okay. The first episode, actually based on true events of the Hart family murders that Hart family murders that, that happened. Okay. And um, so it's not your typical Atlanta episode where you're not really with the characters that are there. Yeah. But the second episode is more about catching up with these characters where they're at currently, and then go from here. Um. Then a couple of shows on Netflix, All of Us Are Dead, which is kind of like Trained Busan, but in high school. And two episodes of that I've watched. And then there's another anime, an anime called uh, Kingen Ashura, which is where these corporations, they hire fighters to handle their, I guess, their meetings. Instead of them fighting, arguing with each Mm -hmm. other. So if they have their eyes on a building, so they have fighters that fight it out. And whoever's fighter wins, that's who gets control of property. At least for this first okay. two episodes I watched. So that's how they did they conduct business. They have people fight it out for for them. <laughs> so must be nice. Well, that sounds about right. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It's interesting. That's all I've been watching. Okay. Um uh, so the Oscars, man. It was uh, it was something, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I usually don't watch. Yeah. So, but this one, I guess it was one. <laughs> if there's any to watch, I guess this was one of the more interesting ones to watch. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't. It was better than last year's. It wasn't at a train depot or an old train depot. Um, yeah. I didn't see, I didn't see Glenn Close trying to twerk. So, I mean. Might have been the only thing missing. <laughs> yeah. Cringy um, moment. <laughs> yeah. I did like uh I did like Regina Hall, Wanda Sykes, and Amy Schumer's host. I thought yeah. they did a great job. They weren't I don't want to say trying too hard, like they weren't trying to be the closest thing to I guess a Ricky Gervais kind of roast would be Amy Schumer's, you know, jokes as opposed to like Wanda Sykes or Regina Hall's. Regina Hall is just trying to get a date. Yeah. I thought yeah. the I thought the emergency COVID test and getting all the good looking guys to come back <laughs> for a second test. <laughs> no, I thought that was kind of cute. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, you know, one sucks is always funny. And then I love Amy Schumer. I have for many, many, many years. And. Uh, so I was glad to see her back. Uh, she's got a new show on Hulu that I need, still need to watch called Life After Beth. And, or Life and Beth, I can't remember, something like that. Anyways, it's really, it's supposed to be cute. And there's a lot of people on that show. So, uh, but yeah, I, I thought they did a great job. I could see them easily doing that again. And, uh, you know, they didn't, monopolize a lot of time you know they right. were up there did, did their part. did their part to you know keep the show moving and while well, they set up for the next thing uh 
the music num- musical numbers were good. Uh, they finally switched it up. The in memoriam, I, I was a good way they did that. The only thing, like my mom even complained about, was that she didn't like because all the dancers were there. You can they were focusing on that that you could or not the dancers but the singers mm-hmm. that you couldn't see the screen as you know the focus wasn't on who actually passed away. Right. It, it, the, they kind of shifted the focus as onto the singers. I said, I don't get that, but I do like the fact that they tried to treat the in memoriam as more of a wake, you know, like a celebration yeah. as opposed to a funeral. Yeah. Like All they tried sides. to, yeah, yeah. They tried to, what to be a celebration of life and not just a remembrance. And I, so but I agreed with her. I think it did kind of take away a little bit from, from you know, what was actually going on. Uh, but I do like the whole celebration of life. I hope that's kind of the direction they go with, you know, from here on out. Because most people, because it's so depressing, they just ignore, go to the bathroom, get yeah, you know, refill and drinks. Time. Yeah, break time. But <laughs> uh, time to get the kids to bed, whatever. Um, yeah. But I liked how they did it this year for that at least on that part of it um yeah i mean i really didn't have too many complaints uh obviously be (laughs) we would be hard for us to avoid talking about the uh talking about (laughs) talking about the uh i would say the elephant room but i couldn't think of a good analogy (laughs) otherwise um but obviously, Chris Rock making his joke about Jada Pinkett's, we'll say, lack of hair. Um, either he just didn't know that she suffers from alopecia, and uh, or I guess maybe they just don't get along. I don't know which. Don't yeah. really care. But, you know, if Ricky Gervais were there, he would have made the same joke, if not probably even a worse joke. Yeah. Um, now I'm not saying that. I mean, he's he might not have been about Chris her, Rock, but he yeah. would have. He 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 went in when he was at the Golden Globes. So like, oh, all the time. <laughs> and every, yeah. Like nobody was. Safe. Nobody, nobody was safe. safe. Nope. Ooh, I mean, if you go back and watch, just because I know there's like YouTube clips like best of Ricky Gervais Golden Globe moments. Yeah. Like he's up there with his scotch and just talking about. I don't care. They're not going to invite me back. So. Yeah. You know, it's like what do I care? It's my last time. It's my last time. And then they had him back again. Um, But Chris Rock making that joke. I mean, it's. I've heard worse jokes made about people in that audience. I mean, hell, Amy Schumer's joke about Leo uh, doing what he can for the uh, to save the earth for his girlfriends. Yeah, because he's old and they're young. (laughs) Far too young. You know, you know, that I think is more of a burn than. You know, looking forward to seeing Jada and G.I. Jane 2. And even Will kind of laughed at until he saw that Jada wasn't. Yeah. But, but, I, but really, I was, I was thinking about it, man, she probably could. I mean, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> no. It's like, it's a, a thing. I mean, she she could because she could be a badass. I mean, yeah. she yeah. she could play those she roles. Is. I don't. Yeah. I mean, just. But. Just I don't know, the guy, I, whatever, something. And then Will had to go up and, you know, exert his toxic masculinity and 
And then essentially, essentially bitch slap Chris. I mean, he didn't hit him because I watched it. I've watched that twice. Because first I thought he just hit him. Yeah. But then when I rewatched it, nah, he he just he just went up and did slapped. his impression of the from the Dave Chappelle <laughs> show, Rick James and yeah. and um, Charlie Murphy. Like, what the five fingers say to the face? Yep. Slap. <laughs> yep. And, and then the Batman meme too. Yes. So, and then walk off, and then just walk right back off. And I thought Chris Rock handled it very professionally. Yeah, he kept it together. I was surprised. He kept it together and went on like, you know, that that was supposed to happen. Yeah. But he, fumbled, he, mumbled, he kind of fumbled his word in a little yeah, bit. So you can tell it, to, like, yeah. We're here to present a documentary. We're here to present award, the Academy Award for Best Documentary. Yeah. I was like, that's like, yeah, he tripped up because he wasn't expecting that either. No, I mean, she threw us work. Yeah, and then throw. Will just you know shouting from the. I mean, if it would have been anybody else, they would have been ejected, and should have yeah. been. And honestly, he should have been too. But I guess when you're, when you're like, number three in Scientology, I guess they let you stay. And yeah. also when you already know that you're going to win Best Actor, whatever. But I mean, he could have taken that. <laughs> he could he could have accepted that from the car <laughs> out yeah. front. Got on Skype or yeah. <laughs> Zoom and. Did it from I could have been there. I had to, you know, I had to defend my wife, you know, because it's all about love. You know, I'm trying to, you know, in this stage of my life, I'm trying to tell everybody, you know, that I'm here to protect my family and, and, you know, be a vessel of love. I'm like, you're, I see your right hand was a vessel of love to Chris Rock's face, apparently. So now I don't know why you got sent to to Bel Air. Yeah. (laughs) God. I'm like your your word to me his his words were kind of hollow after what had just happened not not minute I mean literally 15 minutes earlier if even I'm like bro I don't even care I mean I'm glad you won because I had you down on my ballot but it's kind of totally I mean, it it, it kind of kind of took the air out of that bud <laughs> and you know and of course Ruth was asking why he wasn't arrested I go. I said, if Chris Rock didn't want to press charges, he ain't going to get arrested. Well, the DA could, well, the DA could arrest him. I said, you honestly, I said, I said, Ruth, you honestly think the district attorney of the county of Los Angeles is going to take a simple assault <laughs> and file that when there's so many other cases they have going on with their caseload? I said, worse than that. Yeah, I said, yeah, I said, they're not going to give a shit about that. They're not going to give it the time of day. You're going to be like, does the victim want to press charges? Nope. All right, move on. Yeah. Damn the paperwork. <laughs> yep, pretty much. I mean, but that's true. Even just even here, that would be the case. I mean, yeah, it's like so. all the burglaries and stuff or robberies we've seen and heard about. And they're like, well, they don't want to press charges. So, oh, well, we'll just do a little report about it. Yep. <laughs> But it no prosecution, yeah. Nothing you can do. They're not wanting to do follow it's, through. Yeah, it's but you know it's it's all good. You know, Puffy's gonna fix it at the after party. He's gonna go doctor fill the shit. That was the funniest thing. I'm like, man, you're not the person to do this. No, no, <laughs> no, you're not. But you know what? I'm glad it's you saying that and not Kanye. <laughs> yeah, because you know Kanye's not mentally stable enough to come be on the show, but. Apparently Will Smith was okay. <laughs> Perfect. Everything's fine. It's all fine. But I love the memes from it. <laughs> yeah. Um even though we don't agree with uh 
what what actually happened because you know there's better ways to handle things and yeah you can't just let it at the heckling and not even got physical yep or save it for later and it didn't have to be on screen do like everybody else go to twitter (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) or go live on ig boom air it out yeah or make your own memes like kanye and pete davidson are (laughs) that pettiness yeah Bless. Um, but aside from that drama and ridiculousness that was that moment, um, other hits uh, of that night, poor choice of words, but here we are. Um, we had uh, we had a historical moment in which Troy Kotzer won for Best Supporting Actor, becoming the first uh, deaf slash hearing impaired actor to win an Academy Award. Yep. Actor, not actress. Obviously, we know Marley Matlin, his co-star, won uh, won an Academy Award for Best Actress. I think it's Children of a Lesser God. I think that's what you wanted for back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that. So, but as an actor, male actor, winning, he is the first. And uh, what an amazing moment that was! I legit almost got emotional, like I was so happy. Like, I, I just, so worth, I mean, so worth it. Um, and such, what a great speech, too, that he gave. Like, very inspiring and very humbling and very inspirational to other deaf actors that are, that would like to do it, but may think that there's not, there's nothing for them out there. And he just proved that there is and that you can win in a major, you know, a major award. I'd say the Christmas story, a major award, but an actual major award, not a leg lamp. Um, <laughs> but it's very inspiring, and I absolutely loved it. That's probably my favorite speech of the night. And the part where he talked about <laughs> how when the cast Dakota got to go to the White House and meet the president and first lady, and <laughs> he wanted to teach them uh, some curse words and sign language, but uh Marway said please do not do that <laughs> so i'll have you know i did i did not so <laughs> i thought that was hilarious and that he wouldn't drop any f-bombs on the academy awards yeah <laughs> i i just made me laugh and just smile because i just i just loved every bit of that and then coda winning best picture the dark horse won and i'm so i definitely got emotional when they won that because i I picked it, but I didn't expect it to win. I'll be honest. I was real like I everything inside. It's like I really want them to win. I'm going to pick it, and if it's wrong, it's wrong. But this is my this to me is the best picture out of these ten movies. This is the one that's most relevant that we have not seen. Like we haven't seen a movie like this. This is why this should you know. There's so many elements of why this movie should win, and so I'm so glad that it actually did. <laughs> And not just some, in my opinion, boring movie, boring artsy movie like The Power of the Dog. Um, so I was over the moon excited when they won, and I'm very happy about that. Oh, I, by the way, got 16 out of 23. You, sir, got 12 out of 23. That's cool. <laughs> Which, you know, that's honestly... Considering I haven't watched all of them. Yeah, and honestly, <laughs> that's about your average. Like, yeah. it's 
Like I think you got you've had I think last year year before you had more and but I mean and it's so hard to find a lot of these and then a lot of them you have to rent. Yeah. And I don't mind especially because if they're foreign language films that aren't getting a whole lot of you know they're not being screened here uh, in the states so I don't mind paying the rental price for it because at least they're getting some money that they're not able to get you know by being shown in theaters um but yeah a lot of these were kind of hard to find <clears throat> also i'm a completist and so it's it was really weird for me not to <laughs> find a way um but yeah so coda won best picture best director the power of the dog i think we kind of knew that was going to happen that it was going to be a split um you know rod larry said in, in the previous episode that's kind of why that's been because of the algorithm with best best picture where as opposed to best director it's different and some in the rest of the other categories um i'm glad coda won best adaptive screenplay even though i didn't pick it i'm definitely glad they won that so they got all three of the ones that they were nominated for they won so um you know my hat's off to them uh, original screenplay belfast best actor will smith which we discussed uh, and then supporting actor Troy Kotzer, which we discussed. Best actress Jessica Chastain uh, for Eyes of Tammy Faye. Uh, supporting actress Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Uh, animated feature Encanto, or as Grayson says, it's not Encanto, it's Encanto. Encanto, Daddy. <laughs> it's not tomato, it's tomato. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, best in photography went to Dune. Now I'll be honest, I did not expect Dune to win all these all the awards it won. That's yeah. on me because that's just my opinion of the movie. And at, as the I night progressed so, and they kept winning more, I'm like, I was like, I really should have either watched it again or not let my opinion what I thought of the movie interfere with the technical aspects of how good it actually is. Um, but yeah, uh, best costume design went to Cruella. I think that was kind of an obvious one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> best documentary feature went to Summer of Soul. Um, although I was really hoping Flea would pull it out in this category at least. Uh, and then I'll talk about one of the other Oscar nominated movies, Riding with Fire, as one of the ones uh, here in a little bit. Um, best documentary short went to The Queen of Basketball, which was a great short it's you could find it on youtube or on i think it's new york times uh website because they're the ones that actually put it out there or have it out there on the interwebs but yeah you can find that one on youtube easily um i really liked audible uh but i'm cool with queen of basketball that was a really good one as well best film editing also went to dune uh best international feature film went to drive my car which i think we all knew was going to win uh, best makeup and hair went to Eyes of Tammy Faye. Original score went to Dune. Original song went to No Time to Die. Best production of design went to Dune. Best animated short went to The Windshield Wiper, which actually is a good short. Now that when I saw it on the Oscar, I'm like, oh yeah, I did watch that one. That one actually is really good. Uh, best uh, live action short, The Long Goodbye. Best sound, Dune. Best Visual Arts, Dune. So, 
in our Oscar ballot competition, our winner this year is returning champ, we'll say, from our very first one we did for the podcast, uh, Cheryl Bonner. So she will receive her travel mug in her winner uh, medal that she <laughs> that she can add to her other winner medal <laughs> uh, for her collection. She, too, got 16 out of 23. Uh, we have a tie for second uh, between two other people that got 15 out of 23. So thank you to everybody that submitted a ballot. We definitely appreciate it. Can't wait for next year for us to uh, to go through this yet again. I am I'm happy with the winners. I'm also relieved it's over because, <laughs> as I've said before, this is my favorite slash at least favorite time of year. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a and I don't even feel like these movies were as heavy to watch as years past. At least like the documentaries and the short films, those are always so heavy, like topic wise, that it's emotionally draining. Yeah. Uh, this year wasn't as bad, so that makes me feel better in general. And I'm going to be ready for all the fun movies that are be coming out in the next couple of months between uh, the spring slash summer blockbusters. I feel like that's my reward after watching all the awards movies. So just some light, airy fun. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on Oscars? No, I mean, considering I usually don't watch it, this was it was good. It wasn't too many people getting on their soapbox talking a lot of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. they did sprinkle in some. Um, I guess advertisement or commercials for Ukraine. Mm-hmm. How you can help out and donate. And yeah. Everything. Yeah. But um, commercials were long. <laughs> yeah. Commercials were long. Um, but it just didn't seem as boring. Not you know it, outside of that big thing that happened. It just didn't seem as boring yeah. as previous years where I'm just like, uh, so I don't watch. But it was cool, you know. I feel like they really kind of. Had a faster pace, I guess is a good yeah. way to put it. And then a lot of the awards, they just kind of did like a little highlight of what happened and acceptance. Yeah, the more technical, I guess you could say, awards yeah. they did. Yeah, and they didn't. They didn't bring out. Yeah, and they didn't have any long-winded speeches. They didn't have any. They definitely kept it non-political this year, which was great. Yeah. Um, no matter which side you're on, even which side we lean, in that we. Um, but it, it, it's just good. Just not just to keep it. It's the movies. Yeah. It's about, it's about the awards. It's a distraction from what's actually going on. And, you know, we don't need to be reminded. We know, but we're watching this to kind of not have to think about it for a few hours. Yeah. Like we know this is all arbitrary and, you know, for us as the audience, it's not really that big of a deal in, you know, we're for the, uh, people that are nominated that win the awards, it's kind of adds, it kind of adds to their resume. It's kind of like getting a promotion in ways um, because they can then use that to, you know, get, uh, get get parts and, you know, get more scripts and get more, you know, their, I guess you could say, uh, what do you call that? Uh, Their XP goes up, I guess. Is that a game? That's a gamer way to put it. Yeah. (laughs) Increases their XP, but yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was great because it wasn't a whole lot of that. A few comments here, a few comments there, but nothing that was long-winded and just, yeah. So, yeah. 
which was great and uh liked how they did it this year much better than the last year last year's was tough actually the last two years were tough <laughs> to watch but yeah good to see them figure figure out a way so all right buddy when you get into our feature presentation <coughs> sure sure <laughs> all right i'm gonna let you give the synopsis since i've talked a lot already let them hear your voice for a minute well, let's see this, this movie is found on hulu it's called fresh <laughs> Um, runtime was an hour 54 minutes directed by Mimi Cave and it came out March 4th of this year so my synopsis uh, basically it's the horrors of more modern dating taken to new levels uh, Noah meets Steve they hit it off strong vibes great connection but things get turned upside down when this relationship turns out to be more than she imagined <laughs> or bargained for <laughs> and um after watching it, I'm like, man, single life's not so bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, she's like, I guess she's kind of borderline desperate. Like, she's going on the dating dating sites and, you know, not really having much luck there. And um, so she just randomly meets this guy in a grocery store and he just seems all right. Very, very charming. Yeah, very. And um, it's just, just one of those situations where you're like, oh, this is so great. But it's weird because one of the things her friend was like, hey, he doesn't have social media. That's weird. I'm like, I guess for some people that are just really invested in social media, it's kind of weird. But yeah, I think it's kind of good <laughs> to not be so caught up in it. But as the story goes on, you, you kind of understand why <laughs> he's yeah. not really into it. And um, yeah, I didn't know what to expect when I watched it. And um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I still don't know. I don't know. So I blame you for having me watch this just mainly because you'd said you're going to watch it. And I'm like, yeah. well, I don't know what else he's watching. So I guess I'll watch this. So him and I both have something we can converse about. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm so mad at both of us <laughs> for watching this. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't, it's not that kind of level. It's, this is just a very weird film. That's not one that I would probably actively seek out. Yeah. Um, so Daisy Edgar Jones plays Noah, N-O-A, um, no H, because I guess that would then make it masculine. Who the hell knows? Um, and then Sebastian Stan plays Steve. Uh, and then Jojo T. Gibbs plays Molly. Andrea Bang plays Penny. Deo Okini, there we go, uh, plays Paul. Charlotte Vaughn plays Anne. Uh, and so on. So, uh, yeah, so I didn't know what to expect either. I, I'm i coming off a Sebastian Stan high after watching Pam and Tommy and just just loving what the, how adventurous he's trying to be, be as far as his, the roles that he's picking post-Bucky. Post <laughs> yeah. I mean, because if you think about just the movies he's been in between I, Tanya. Where he plays kind of an, a buffoon in that. And then uh, he it was in a movie with Nicole Kidman that I talked about a couple years back uh, called Destroyer. And he was awesome in that. But, I mean, kind of got it overshadowed by Nicole. But still, he was amazing in that. And then he's been, you know, in a couple other dramatic or 
drama dramedy roles mm-hmm. where you know he's able to do something different every time and then he gets pam and tommy and he plays tommy wade perfectly just like you just hate him <laughs> like but he's so good in it yeah. and then i'm like all right so i'm gonna go watch this too now because this is the latest thing that he's doing so i'm gonna watch this too and then i'm like why is he in this movie <laughs> I mean, fun with it. <laughs> he is, and that's and that's kind of what I thought. I'm like, you know what? He's doing this because it's something different. He yeah. gets to play a villain, essentially. Yeah. Um, he kind of yeah, did that in the 355 that I watched also. He okay. Did. But, um, yes. Yeah, I look at his character in Fresh as a combination of Dexter and Joe from you. <laughs> yeah, his next, pretty this, much. This Joe's next evolution of eating people. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And... I actually forgot he was in The Devil all the time as well. But um Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was like and Logan Lucky. Like he's been in some other things. But it it's just uh, I just really <laughs> his character yeah, I mean his character in this is great. I mean he, he's you know, when you take Dexter and Joe, he's basically an obsessive boyfriend, although not really that. He basically just has a side hustle of, you know, he's a plastic surgeon. Still, Well, he tells her that he tells uh, Noah that he's still in med school for, yeah. plastic surgery, for plastic surgery. And so when she, you know, they go on an away trip and she gets, you know, finds out she's more or less gotten kidnapped because he drugs her and then she winds up in a room and that she's also not the only one that this has happened to. It's about her trying to find a way to escape. And then he's selling, like he doesn't kill these people off right away. It's he tries to keep the meat fresh. So he's keeping them alive, drugging them up and then selling, essentially selling human flesh on the black market. So gross. (laughs) Yeah. That was the other thing. This movie was just gross for me. I'm just like this, like I know it's not real and all that, but I'm still going. But if it were, this would be really, really gross. Yeah. And he's not packing the stuff in dry ice. Like that stuff's gonna go bad shortly. <laughs> because that's what I'm thinking. You know, as he's putting the stuff in boxes to mail off to people, because he's also he's not only mailing off their, you know, their vacuum sealed flesh. But he's, they're cl- putting clothes and articles of these people with pictures. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. And, sure. you know, you're trying to follow this journey. And then, like, her best, Noah's best friend, Molly's like, these tech, because she's still getting, she's, she'll text Noah and she's, and she's responding back, but it's not really her, it's him. Yeah. And so the pictures that get sent, she like does some investigative work and finds out that it's just a, like a stock footage. Stock yeah, footage. stock photo. Yeah. And so then she gets suspicious and then starts trying to investigate where she's at. So it's a very weird film. Uh, it's definitely not going to be for everybody. I'd watch the trailer first to see if it's something you would really want to watch. But it's not the worst thing. It's just one that I normally probably wouldn't watch. I'm kind of again. I'm kind of surprised that he chose this, but at the same time, he liked. I like the fact that he's trying to do choose different roles. Yeah. There, there's one character here that's the smartest character I've seen. Like he was kind of doing some dumb stuff, but then he finally woke, kind of got it. And it's like, nah, 
I'm I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And I was like, finally, somebody <laughs> some smart. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna say, but if you watch it, you'll know what I'm who I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. Um and again, I don't know what it is with these movies and their credits. I clocked this one in at 33 minutes because I hit the pause when the credits finally finally popped on. Mm-hmm. So Drive My Car oh, yeah. was 40 minutes in. This one is 30 minutes in. Yeah. And I like to think, I was thinking about this last week for whatever reason, about the credits for Drive My Car. <laughs> How long does it take for the credits to to show up and drive my car? Okay. For parents, here's the best analogy I can give you. You can start the movie, tell your kids what you're making for dinner, have them, or go ahead and make the dinner, Have then have your kid tell you they don't want that, they want chicken nuggets, and then say, well, we're not having chicken nuggets, we're having this. And then have them throw a fit about how they just want chicken nuggets and not what you're making, which they also like, by the way. And then finish making the food, deal with their fit, and then finally just go ahead and end up making the chicken nuggets anyways because you're just tired and don't care. And then have them eat the food and be exhausted while you're eating your dinner and then the credits start. I'm not saying this is something that happens here at all, but I'm just saying this is something that's very relatable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you did start it around the time the credits start, you're not – missing a lot you're not but you're it's, not, it's, it's it's just more interesting the what they're doing yeah, it's more or less like as far as drama car it's more or less just the this is the backstory it's kind of like an rpg or like a metal girl solid game where you get get all this information that's at the beginning and then now our story starts <laughs> captain exposition here yeah so that's a long prologue <laughs> yep indeed yeah. indeed but I'm like, well, this is this going to be a new trend now? Like, I, to me, if you're 33 or 40 minutes into it, just I, I just assume you just didn't. <laughs> I mean, think so about it. opt out but, of hey, credits. Hey, <laughs> yep, pretty much. Like, think about it. that's essential what the Batman did. It literally went, boom. The Batman takes up the the title takes up the entire screen in big yeah. red letters, and then that's it. It's on, and so. it's only on there for like five or ten seconds, if yeah. even. I bet five seconds it's on there. And then, boom, into the story. Dark and dreary Gotham. (laughs) Thursday, October 31st. (laughs) You hear a typer. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, okay, here we go. But, yeah, just do it that way. Or just don't do it at all and just start the movie. Be like, here we go. Y'all don't need credits. We'll be at the end anyways. (laughs) What the hell y'all need credits at the beginning for? If y'all don't know who's in this movie, we can't help you. You should have known like, that before. Otherwise, why are you here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We paid our actors this much money, <laughs> is what front credits say. Uh, but yeah, it it's it's okay. It, it, it's it's okay. It's it's something. If you like horror, you'll probably like this. It's but it's a uh, this movie is also Mimi Cave's uh, directorial debut. So, uh, but yeah, uh, was <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah. Oh, I guess I'm still up. You have anything else exciting about this movie you want to 
No. Yeah. Okay. Can I just tell you, don't do this again? <laughs> hey, I didn't tell you to follow my lead. <laughs> Nobody asked you to watch this. You, you know, I go down the ra- different rabbit holes just I know you because. Do. I know you do. <laughs> it's on me. It's completely on me. I, I, I'm not shifting the blame. I'm a grown-ass man that can make my own decisions, I've been told. <laughs> I've been told that, apparently. Um, okay, well... Um, Going from one questionable Hulu movie to another. <laughs> I watched uh, Ben Affleck in Anna, Anna de Armas's uh, Deep Water that's on Hulu. It came out March 18th with a uh, runtime of one hour, 55 minutes. It is definitely rated R. Uh, a well-to-do husband who allows his wife to have affairs in order to avoid a divorce becomes prime suspect in the disappearance of her lovers. Oh, lovers. At first I was like... Lovers. Plurials. Yeah, yeah. Ben can get away from it. Yeah. Damn, doesn't he, damn if he doesn't have the worst luck with women. Yeah. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> he went from gone girl to gone guy. Right. <laughs> or guys, plural. Guys, um, the yeah, that you didn't think was coming. <laughs> yeah, um, Ben Affleck plays Vic, who basically made a bunch of money making a uh, microchip for drones. And of course, there's a scene where, like, well, so you made your money to help kill people. It's like, well, no, it's a microchip. It could also be used to help people, help starving people deliver, you know, drop food for starving people in different areas. To help rescue people like it could do a lot of good as well it's just he's like and then one of the characters like yeah but that's not what it's being used for and he's like no no it's not <laughs> uh anyway so he's quote-unquote retired so he doesn't have a job so that's why he there to spend time with his daughter um take care of her but obviously they're married but it definitely appears like his wife is younger which I do believe she's quite a bit younger. Um, if you want to go, yeah, <laughs> Ana de Armas, <laughs> born in '88. Ben Affleck was born in '72. So there you go. Um, 16, 16 years difference. <laughs> um, just a little bit. Anyways, uh, yeah, she. It's weird. It's a weird movie because it is a weird relationship the two of them have like you could tell they love each other well let me rephrase this you could tell they lust for each other but i don't think they love each other if that makes sense yeah but she just likes i mean she'll go fool around with any dude pretty much i mean she'll been a couple of dudes one guy you know there's a joke where you know vic makes a joke about to one of the guys she was fooling around with that he uh he's like uh well you know who so-and-so is he's like yeah yeah well i killed him but you know it's then became like a running joke and then he's like no i really didn't kill him you know is but i but you know everybody will tell you that i i did because i've been you know that's kind of just what the rumor is but i i really didn't yeah as you continue to watch this movie it becomes more and more questionable about whether he did or not um there are some scenes with the daughter so you can 
you know, that he really does care for her and is, you know, a good dad. You see less with less with Melinda, which is Ana de Armas's character, actually with the daughter as if like she's trying to not focus on that aspect of her life. Just that, you know, basically she's a young femme fatale that can get anybody she wants and does. And that she's basically like you and she even there's a scene where she's even talking to Vic about, hey, I know you want to divorce, but, you know, you're not really going to do that, though, are you? I'm like thinking, shit, that'd be that would be my cue to be like, oh, really? And then walk right out the door <laughs> and then file them papers. Get them prepackaged, prepacked yep. bags. <laughs> yep, exactly. So here you go. She's got a different and, appetite. That's insane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <to> last one. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's a weird movie. I'm not 100% sure um, why Ben Affleck chose this movie. Um, unless it's like a contractual thing, maybe. Like here, in order to do these two, you have to do this one. <laughs> Yeah, or you got one movie left in your contract, so right, this is what we go. got for you. <laughs> yeah, this is the one you're going to do. Yeah. He's like, but I already did this movie. <laughs> or something similar. But it's different. <laughs> but it's different. Instead of, instead of your lover, it's her lovers that are missing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you still get a case. <laughs> right. Pretty much. <laughs> and it's just, it's a weird movie. And it's, and I was like, well, I'm sure I'll find something. Because reviews for it have been kind of wishy-washy and like nobody's really sure if it's they like it or not like yeah. there's aspects of it that they may like but in the end it's kind of a overall it's just kind of a ridiculous movie and they they're not wrong <laughs> it is kind of ridiculous and i'm like i don't like you're trying to root for ben affleck because you know you're trying to see him as a protagonist but he does stupid shit in there where you're like well no that's kind of stupid that makes me not really like you either. So who yeah. am I rooting for other than the kid? That's barely, you know, it's only in a few scenes and you're, you know, it's always stuck with a sitter. Yeah. It, like I'm not, there's really nobody for me to root for. And I hate movies that I don't have anybody to root for because if you're like, you want a flawed protagonist, but you want to, but you want your protagonist to be flawed and then learn from those mistakes. And I don't feel like anybody learned a damn thing in this movie, which irritates me. Yeah. So movies that I f- have a hard time writing for a protagonist makes me not like the movie as much. Because that's kind of the whole point of a movie is that you have conflict between a protagonist and antagonist. And that in the end, the protagonist learns a lesson so that, you know, things get, you know, the protagonist learns a lesson and and wins in the end or unless you're a fast and furious movie the antagonist learns a lesson and then becomes a protagonist in the next movie but yeah, yeah. <laughs> right okay yeah, all right except it's for Charlie's the barbecue Theron. except for yeah exactly except for Charlie's theron's character but otherwise yeah i just don't care you know so this movie was a little bit harder for me to watch or as hard for me to watch as the, so I, if you like Ben Affleck or Ana de Armas, you'll, you may watch this. I don't know. 
you may turn it off after 20 minutes too. I stuck it out. Um, it's not either one of their best work. Um, but you know, it's, it's there. It's a movie. As, as you have said before, it's a movie that exists. <laughs> but yeah. So deep water on the Hulu. We have to check it out then. <laughs> Since I willingly yeah. watched Fresh, I thought about it. Almost yeah, did. You're folding laundry, you know it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. So, out of as far as one of the more newer movies, I went and checked out Lost City on Friday after work. They actually had a, you know, good time for it to start. Um, which is weird. I went to Green Hills, and uh, apparently they started locking their doors at a certain point. So it took a minute for somebody to come to the door. But um, I got in, <laughs> and um, it happened twice when I went to see <laughs> something else. They had already like locked the door. I'm like, what's going on? Jeez. And luckily, they had just finished. They were finishing up the Sonic Two trailer, so I didn't miss any of the movie. And before uh, you start, before I forget, Batman IMAX. Freaking Morbius trailer. Dang. Thought, thought they thought they were done. Nope. But they had like, they actually had April first at the end. <laughs> okay. That's good. So so it's a newish trailer, but you know, whatever. Sorry, go ahead. At I, least, I, at least I they had the right release that. date. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> right. True story. Yeah, because last right. time I one of the yeah, one of the last time I saw that trailer, it still had the original release date. I'm like, ah, oh, come on, y'all. Yeah. But um yeah, Lost City. Released this past Friday, uh, an hour and 52 minutes, directed by Aaron and Adam Nee, and it stars Sandra Bullock, Shannon Tatum, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, Divine Joy Randolph, and Brad Pitt. He makes an appearance in this. So you have, um, it's about a reclusive romance novelist on a book tour with her cover model and gets swept up in a kidnapping attempt that lands them both in a cutthroat jungle adventure. Without the rock. <laughs> um, so uh, Sandra Bullock plays Loretta Sage and slash Angela, which is one of the characters she writes in her book. Shannon Tatum plays Alan Caprison or Caprison. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> or Dash, which is the cover model, kind of reminiscent of Fabio, if you remember yeah. him. Daniel Radcliffe plays Abigail Fairfax, which he explains it's a, gen- a gender neutral name. <laughs> um, Divine Joy Randolph plays Beth Halton, a uh, Halton Hatton, which is her manager slash publicist, one that gets everything going for her book tour. And Brad Pitt plays Jack Trainer. So Loretta is pretty much having like a form of writer's block while trying to finish her latest work. Um, she's having a hard time with it, but then she finally finishes it up. So she's having like a I guess, you know, part of a book tour, she's having a public interview with the fans and everything, but she gets upstaged by her cover model, Dash, because everybody just loves him, because the blonde, the shirt that never stays on type deal. Yeah. And um, so afterwards, they have an argument, and after that argument, she gets kidnapped by Fairfax's henchman, who, after reading her book, realizes that she's able to translate certain I guess artifacts or symbols that he's been having trouble finding people to be able to um, 
translate. And her writings have kind of, whether she knew it or not, was kind of leading him to believe that she can help him find this lost treasure that he's been looking for. Um, he's he's more into, I guess, artifacts since his brother got the company that his family has just handed oh, to okay. him. So he has this other thing he's trying to make a name for. And so at first it's kind of started off where I thought he was just like, hey, I need your help. But he, he literally just kidnaps her. It's like, yeah, you got to do this. <laughs> we got to do this because I got to make a name for myself. And and Dash feels like it's his responsibility to rescue her, even though he's not really qualified to do so. So it becomes about him trying to rescue her and them trying to get away from Daniel Radcliffe and his cronies. Um, I mean, I thought it was a fun movie. It's a fun date movie. It's cute. Um, chemistry between Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum was great. Doesn't always work, but for the most part, it's it's good good chemistry between them. And you know, Dan Radcliffe, even though he's not, you don't see him a lot on screen, but um, when he's there, you know, he kind of he kind of owns it. And um, yeah, I guess it's kind of maybe by the numbers jungle adventure. Um, I liked it. I didn't think it was bad. It was okay. Um, it looked super cute. Yeah, it, like Ritz was like. I wonder if Grayson would like to go see this. I'm like, I don't know, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if it would keep her interest. Yeah, it's, not, it's not, not like a lot of, it's not a lot of action in this. Yeah, but um, I mean, it's more maybe tweens and older. Yeah, type date movie. More, it's more just like a little date movie to take go yeah. to and just do that. Um. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. You know, it's like Sandra, you know, you got Channing Tatum. And I recently saw Channing Tatum in the dog movie. I haven't talked about it yet, but yep. Um, yeah, they kind of they work well off each other's most of the time, and um, it just seemed real like kind of ninety-ish yeah. romance kind of comedy movie. Yeah, adventure comedy. But yeah, I liked it more than that. It's more like that I liked about it than dislike. Okay, cool. Uh, Definitely, we'll check it out because, yeah. Again, um, after we, you know, after we discussed "Marry Me" on our Valentine's episode, um, I forgot how much I missed kind of watching those kind of just fluff, not really fluff, but you know what I mean, just very low stakes, you know, fun movies, and how I, you know, I'd like to try and watch more of those, just because it'd be more just fun to watch, you know, that you really aren't, yeah. And I think this would be one of those movies too that would just be fun to watch. It's not really if you're entertained, that's all that you're you know, that's all it's being asked. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, Surely entertained. <laughs> awesome. Well I definitely can't uh can't wait to go see that. Just haven't had a chance yet. Okay. Um Last movie I'm going to talk about real quick is one of the ones that was nominated for Best Documentary for this year's Academy Awards. It's called uh, Riding with Fire. It is not rated. It's an hour and 32 minutes. I rented it on iTunes. I'm sure you can rent it on any of your on-demand things uh, right now. Uh, In a clustered news landscape dominated by men, emerges India's only newspaper run by Dalit women 
Uh, Chief reporter Mira and her journalists break traditions, redefining what it means to be powerful. This movie, so India is set up as a caste system. Journalists are pretty much the lowest, (laughs) Uh, especially women journalists, because women's, you know, don't belong working. They belong at the home, take care of the husband, raising, raising the kids, that whole bit. But not for this one newspaper uh, in India. It's only staffed by women. They are trying to, you know, when they first started, they, (laughs) when they first started, they had to, They only had, they were trying to get, you know, they got a certain following going. They were breaking just regular news stories of uh, women being abused and raped. And like, they'll go and interview the police and record them and ask why this hadn't been investigated. And the police are like, well, no, if it's something that's occurred, we investigate all, you know, all, all of these things when you're like, yeah, but are you? (laughs) Are you? (laughs) Yeah. So, or a certain village not having access to clean water and infrastructure stuff. And by they, uh, you know, they're doing these, covering these big kind of major stories for, you know, uh, as women journalists, which again, women aren't really taken as seriously uh, as men. Because they're in jobs in which men are supposed to be doing this. Why are you even doing this? So in order to strengthen their following, they're getting they're they're all all the reporters are getting cell phones. So they can start recording, not only recording interviews, but also recording uh, videos so they can upload things onto their YouTube channel. And the YouTube channel started out with certain many thousands. And then as time progresses, it starts in 2016 and moves all and covers all the way up to 2019, I believe. And it shows their increase in the number of million subscribers. That keep going up, keep going up, keep going up and how many views. And they're, you know, as they, I think, ended the movie, they were up to 25 million views on their videos. That's actually being reported to other major news uh, major news stations and it then puts pressure <laughs> on the government to then actually correct these problems that they are so like this small village now has access to clean water roads are getting being repaired and built yeah. you know bridges are getting fixed uh, these crimes against women are getting investigated and prosecuted like these, like they're having a very positive um, influence, and you know, invoking positive change in their country. You know, not only in their surrounding cities, but also in their country. Their YouTube channels are growing and growing. It's the Kabar Laria, so K H A B A R Kabar, and then uh, Laria L A H A. R-I-Y-A, in case you want to go look it up on YouTube. Um, or subscribe like I did, because, you know, you're only helping them out um, by doing that. They looks like currently they have 555,000 subscribers 
and 11 million videos. Or no, excuse me, 11,000 videos. So they, you know, are continuing to report. Uh, Mira's husband doesn't... He he recognizes that she does a lot of good work, but he doesn't like her having a job because he's the man right. and needs to be taking care of everything. So there are some scenes that you're kind of, kind of, you're looking, it's, it's a little kind of cringy, <laughs> you know, for us, you know, and that don't live in that kind of, live in that kind of uh, environment right. to see that, but you kind of see how that's being done and her and I basically like, I don't care. This is what we're doing. Like, this is what, and she's, you know, and they're like interviewing government officials and more or less calling them out some bullshit, which again, for women in that type of society is, yeah. you know, not heard of. And it's very, you know, it could be dangerous too. Cause True. it, you know, it's cause it, it could have an adverse effect on them or their families. And thankfully, um, no harm has come to any of them, but it's very, very fascinating to watch and just to see that kind of fearlessness, I guess is a good way to put it. Cause for us, it's nothing. I mean, we just, we see women reporters all around, you know, on news stations and newspapers online, all that stuff. But in India, this is really unheard of and it's really progressive and it's really amazing to see them not only just be reporters, but tackling on serious issues and going to the government and questioning it. Yeah. Like that's a big deal. And it's an amazing movie, which I really would have loved to have seen one. I mean, summer soul was also good and I really, and I had picked flea to win, but I would have loved if this movie would have won. I really hope that it winds up on a streaming service. It is a hundred percent worth watching. I absolutely love it. I would love to show everybody in the family this one just to show how cool this is and what kind of a big deal that this movie is. So I would highly recommend this one. Definitely more than the other two that I've watched. <laughs> so, uh, again, it's currently just on on demand. So Apple TV, uh, rental, sure. Amazon prime. And I think you can even rent it on YouTube. So, um, riding with fire, definitely check it out. Definitely worth it. Ooh. Well, also nominated and won and best won. direct direct uh, documentary. Um, uh, you already talked about it, so I'll just give my two cents. Summer Soul. Um, I believe I watched this. Cause I texted you about it was Saturday, I think. I think so. So after coming home from watching. Summer of Soul, I mean, uh, after watching Lost City, because mm-hmm. I got out, it was like a little after 12, so I was still, you know, when I got home, it was about 12.30, 12.45, so I put this on, and I just started watching it, because I, you know, I'd wanted to watch it, but I just never got around to it, so I really enjoyed it, like, just listening to the music of the time, watching Stevie Wonder play the drums, mm-hmm. I was like, man, he's really, I'm like, okay. I mean, yeah, I had to explain to Grayson. I go, that man's blind and playing the drums. I don't think you understand. Yeah, that's I a mean, big it's deal. not exactly. I mean, it's a big deal for him to do it playing a piano where there's exponentially more going on than the drums. But still, just good. knowing I, where to hit, where it's placed, that's, that's a lot yeah. of awareness. <laughs> yeah, heightened awareness for real. 
and um, just seeing all the different acts. So it wasn't just Motown sounds. You had gospel artists mm-hmm. as well, Sly Stone. Like it just had every, pretty much every genre <laughs> was there, but it was all black acts. You yes. know, in Harlem, they had all these people gathered around. There was no drama. Everybody was just enjoying nope. the music. Yeah. And this was like the same time Woodstock was going on, right? Same day? Right. Just later? I, was, or, I or think so. The same time. Around the same, yeah. yeah. Definitely the same year, 60. Yeah. And so I was just like, man. And I know I maybe missed the last 15 to 20 because the sleep started getting to me. Mm-hmm. I had my headphones on. I was still listening. Mm-hmm. So kind of made some fun dreams as I was listening to I it. I bet. <laughs> then it was weird because I think I had some some stuff that I was like um US versus Billy Holiday. Like I hadn't finished the credit, oh, yeah. so it kind of bled into that. And I'm kind of waking <laughs> up, I'm like, wait a minute, Billy Holiday was there too? Like <laughs> like I fell back to sleep. <laughs> and then it went to another movie. I'm like, let me turn this off. Because <laughs> I'm starting to get weird. <laughs> no why I did that last night uh with <laughs> I did that last night with um with deep water i could say end up having to watch the rest of it this morning yeah at least i thankfully at least when i know i'm starting to fall asleep i'll check and see where the time is mm-hmm. in the movie so i know right about where i'm at and if i still stay up okay well that's fine but yeah. if not i have an idea where i'm at and i woke up to go use the bathroom and it was i go this movie's still on and it was life after Beth. i'm like i was like amy schumer's not in this movie <laughs> okay but she was in a restaurant with somebody so i was like could be the same movie. I yeah. don't know what's going on. <laughs> so it was weird because the credits of the Billy Holiday movie, like, because I, I never watched the rest. I'm like, what is going on? I, I was so confused, but I then just went on back to sleep. But I think I was really tired because I just literally just, you know, normally same thing. I get tired. I just mm-hmm. I'm a stopping point and come back to it. But here I just out. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was, it was it was definitely good. Good feel good music. I was energetic the vibes just feeling the energy off of it so i see why it won yep yeah but i but from you talking about writing with fire i definitely want to check that out too it's yeah so good so good uh, all the documentaries that uh, still ascension is the only one i wasn't able to locate mm-hmm. um but all the others yeah were amazing so for sure um not a bad one in, in any of them so all right awesome um so trailers real quick men dun 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 a24 here we come may 20th a young woman goes on a solo vacation to the english countryside following the death of her ex-husband starring academy award nominee jesse buckley uh rory kinner uh kinnear i guess uh, Gail Rankin, Piapo, Seidu, um, yeah. So directed, written and directed by Alex Garwin, who did Ex Machina and Annihilation. So yeah, get ready. <laughs> it looks like it'll be good um, in its own A24 way. Then uh, there's another new trailer for Ambulance, which Michael Bay's latest action thing comes out april the 8th and then a movie i didn't realize they were making but i guess with uh as popular as the book was it was just a matter of time where the crawdads sing 
A woman who raised herself in the marshes of the Deep South becomes a suspect in the murder of a man she was once involved with. Uh, expected to come out July 15th, starring Daisy Edgar Jones from the movie Fresh that we just discussed. Harris Dickinson, Taylor John Smith, Garrett Dillahund, David Strathairn, and others. <laughs> uh, directed by Olivia Newman. Look for those movies coming out. And then this week, speaking of A24, we have everything, everywhere, all at once. I think I finally got that title right. AKA A24 and the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yep. I think they're dropping that on Wednesday because I think I saw at least a preview of it is uh, Wednesday. So. Uh, so that'll be awesome, and then um, and then Morbius, maybe <laughs> on Friday, possibly. possibly. There is a high chance that it may be coming out, and you won't be alone. So that's coming out Friday the first. So fun times. Um, yep, should be a interesting weekend for movies for sure. Maybe York will want to suffer through Morbius with me. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, that's all I got, man. That's surprised we were able to make it. <laughs> I thought it would be like, oh, we'll be done in about 30 minutes after last week. But no. Watched other stuff. Yep. Look at us. Look at us. Uh, all right. Well, that's all I got. And I hope uh, from both of us, uh, thank you again for those that played the uh, Oscar ballot competition. Uh, congratulations again to Cheryl Bonner for for winning. You'll have your prize shortly when I see you, hopefully tomorrow maybe. Um, and we will talk to everybody else next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.